Hello. What's going on, everybody? It's Howie Spangler, and this is Tales from the Green Room, episode number four. Number four. Thanks again, everybody, for uh, for listening. Um, a lot of positive feedback coming uh, my way from the last three episodes. Um, everybody seemed to enjoy the uh, the episode with Nick Kubli from Pacifier. That was a lot of fun with that. Um, so expect more of those in the future. I've already got a lot of my friends' bands hitting me up to to do it. So little update on the uh, the current Ballyhoo single, This Chick is Whack. We've got, at Spotify, we have 75,024 streams. 75,024 in just over five weeks. Thank you so much to everybody that's streaming this song. Um, make sure you keep sharing it. I'd like to get it up to 100,000 real soon. That'd be really rad. Also, I just discovered that our cover art video for Walk Away from our Daydreams album um, is nearing 1 million views at YouTube. And uh, thank you very much for that. I, I haven't really been paying attention over there, and I guess I should. But um, yeah, I just happened to notice that last week. Um, so thank you so much to everybody that's uh, been watching and sharing that video with friends. And um, the Walk Away is definitely our most popular song. <clears throat> and it's... Uh, I don't know, it just, it just fuels me, it fires me up when I see that kind of stuff, you know, so let's get that thing to a million views real soon, thank you, thank you so much. In uh, other value news, uh, we're going to be kicking off this tour that I've been talking about real soon, uh, March 14th we start in Ventura, California with Fortunate Youth and Tatanka, and then the 15th headed to the Glass House in Pomona, then we've got Vegas on the 16th, Indio, California on the 17th, and then we're doing... Uh, the Pot of Gold Festival, March 18th in Phoenix. I guess it's Chandler, Arizona is where that is, actually. Um, then we're headed through Texas, down through Florida, and then uh, starting to kind of come up the coast. We got Atlanta, then some uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. We got Norfolk, Virginia, D.C., back to Myrtle Beach, back to Baltimore, Philadelphia, Boston, Asbury Park, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Columbus, Lincoln, Nebraska, Fort Collins, Colorado, Colorado, Springs, Colorado, Denver, Colorado. And then we're doing a show on our own in Pueblo on April 28th. So yeah, go to BallyhooRocks.com for all the tour dates and tickets. A lot of these tickets are going really fast, so make sure you jump on that. We're really stoked to go out with Fortune Youth and Tatanka. It's going to be a real fun tour. Kicking off summer early. That's what I like to think. Anyway, what a killer show Friday night in Salisbury. Um, at Blue River, man. We had a great time. The crowd was on fire. It was packed. It was insane. That storm was really wild, too, man. The, the wind was crazy. Trees blowing over. I mean, there was a, a tractor trailer that was on its side on, on the bridge. Hopefully no one got hurt. Uh, we had um, a train car fall into the Susquehanna River from the railroad track there, the bridge. Oh man, it was insane. They closed off all the bridges and it was it was nuts to get there, but um, thankfully we made it there safe and we played a killer show and the energy was off the charts. So uh, thank you so much for that. All right, so today's episode, we're gonna talk about mechanical royalties. Mechanical royalties, what are they? What the hell are mechanical royalties and how do I get paid? How do I get those royalties? Every one of you that has a song out there that's being spun somewhere or is on a CD 
or an MP3 at iTunes or whatever, you deserve a mechanical royalty. That's, you deserve to be paid that. And um, we're going to get into it. Let's talk about it. Okay, mechanical royalties. What are they? Okay, first we'll talk about really quickly performance royalties. If you're not signed up, if you're a songwriter and you are not signed up with BMI or ASCAP or SOCAN, if you're in, in, based in Canada, there's CSAC, there's a, a several different uh, performance rights organizations that you need, to, one, you need to hook up with one of them, okay? At least one of them. Um, and I myself am a BMI writer and publisher. Um, and it's to get a publishing thing going, you got it's 150 bucks over at BMI. Um, but uh, you know, if you're writing a lot of songs, it might be a good idea for you to uh, to spend the 150 bucks if you think you're going to make any any money back on your songs. But regardless, you should be become a songwriter um, affiliated with BMI or ASCAP or something like that. It's free to do that. You can sign up as a writer for free. Um, but uh, basically, what BMI and, and ASCAP, for example, do. They collect performance performance rights royalties, and so that basically is um, when your song is uh, sang, played, recorded, um, or played live on television or radio, um, internet streaming like Spotify and Apple Music, Pandora, whatever. Um, they have to pay you money for doing that. They're using your song. Um, so they owe you some money, and it is it is fractions of a penny, especially when you when you start getting into streaming stuff. It's it's a messy kind of it's a messy kind of world uh, when you start talking about that. But um, it all adds up, and if you start getting a lot of streams, you can really start getting a, a, a decent check every three months. They do it quarterly. They play they pay four times a year, um, and it takes about nine months before you um, start seeing anything after you get submitted and all that. Um, so basically, uh, I think the next payment um, from BMI is coming mid-March, so a couple weeks from now. And that'll be for songs uh, that I have written and my guys have written with me uh, from like nine months ago. So back in the summer, uh, the, like the tours that we did. You can also do, uh, you can submit for live. So whenever you um, play out live, you go and put in the venue information. And uh, sometimes the venue information is already there, um, which is great. Because they have a database now, uh, but you can put your songs, um, the, so the songs from the set list, add them to the BMI Live, and you will get paid for those. Um, you know, nine months later. So, uh, yeah, definitely, I would definitely recommend doing that um, if you have not already, and get everyone in the band to do it. Everyone to sign up as a writer um, because it's free, and uh, you, you just never know if if you. If you're the primary songwriter, that's one thing. But uh, every now and then, maybe one of your guys contributes, or maybe you write as a, you know, each band member writes something, or you split it all evenly. Share like writer splits and publishing splits. That all comes, you know, that's per band. That's however you'd like to do it. Uh, so that there's no rule behind that. Um, but everybody should be signed up with ASCAP or BMI. You know, get your money, man. Another one that you definitely should do uh, sign up for is Sound Exchange, and Sound Exchange takes care of the <clears throat> the digital performance royalties um, from platforms that are non-interactive, meaning you can't 
you can't control what comes next. It's more like a radio station in, like, in that way. Whereas Spotify is an interactive where you can pick any song whenever you want. Um, Pandora or in, and Sirius Radio is, is all pre-programmed and it's coming at you and you can't, you can't change it. Um, so sound exchange takes care of that. So make sure you sign up for that. Get all your song, your, get all your whole catalog in there. Make sure all the information is correct. Take the time and, uh, it'll be a lot easier for them to grab your money for you. And, uh, you want to check that out at soundexchange.com. Okay. But when it comes to mechanical royalties, this is like the weirdest, the weirdest thing. I, I, not many people understand what it, what it is. And, I did some research back in January. I started thinking about it more. Um, and uh, it, you have to dig kind of deep to, to understand uh, what it is and, and how to even get the money. What happens is mechanical royalties um, is based on the, the, like the copies of your song. So like on CD or DVD or um, records. And even now in the digital world that we live in, MP3 and streaming also count. Um, but anytime like there's a copy made of your song, like on a CD, um, you're owed 9.1 cents. That's the uh, compulsory rate, I believe. 9.1 cents per copy per download, right? Um, and then you'll get whatever your share is on that song. You'll get, you know, let's just say whatever it is, uh, 50% of 9.1 cents, so depending on how your shares are split up in the, you know, the songwriting side. Um, so if the four of you uh, split it 25%, then that means you're going to get, you're each going to get 25% of that 9.1 cents per download. And if you're a band like Metallica and all your songs are like 10 minutes fucking long, um, it's actually $1.75 uh, per. So, you know, maybe go out there and write some uh, operatic stuff, American Idiot style. Is operatic a word? Fuck it. So yeah, nine point one cents. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it can add up. So if you know if these these bands that are on the radio and they're crushing it, and you know millions and millions and millions of plays and downloads and streams, um, they're probably seeing some pretty nice checks. Uh, they probably have their money in order, I would imagine. But us independent artists, we don't really have anybody that's helping us set that kind of stuff up. And um, so I thought maybe. This might help you uh, maybe go after that money because it's just sitting there. It's just money sitting there, and you'll never get it um, unless you go after it. So I believe, from what I understand, I believe that in the U.S., Apple and Spotify actually lump the, the mechanical royalties in with the performance royalties um, that you get paid from your BMI statement, your ASCAP statement. Um, I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. Uh, you should probably double check, but I believe I saw that recently. There's just a lot of information. I'm trying to keep it all together for you guys here. Um, but the rest of the world, you know, if you look at your BMI statement, you're like, oh, I'm getting plays in Germany and, and Sweden and stuff. Um, so you're getting, the, you're getting the performance royalties from that, the public uh, performance money, but you're not getting the mechanical uh, royalty that is owed to you. As the songwriter, whoever's the songwriter in the song, you're, you are owed that and you're not getting it. And um, one of the ways to get it would be to, uh, go, I don't know if you need to send emails or make a call, which would probably be pretty expensive to make a call, but um, you would need to contact the publishing administrator in each one of those countries. 
and um, and work it out and get the payment from them, which would just be a nightmare. There's just no way that you're going to call every single country in the world to to get your money. Um, and uh, I also read about something called black boxing, where uh, all these unclaimed royalties just sit, just sit in a box, and nobody, they're just nobody's getting that money. And I believe I read it was like a $2.8 billion thing. that's just sitting there um, between all the artists. And, uh, and sometimes they even, uh, after a certain amount of time, that money actually just gets taken and put back into administration fees and stuff to pay for their own services um, to, to run their companies, uh, which is bullshit. I mean, you, you're owed that money. So this is just one of those things that um, as a songwriter, you – these days, it's really hard to to um, to make money being in music. So you gotta you gotta find it wherever it is, and especially when it's when it's money due to you, you have a right to have that money. Check my Twitter later um, at Howie Spangler. I'll tweet out the link to the article that I read. There's, there's several articles, but um, yeah, very interesting stuff. So some of the ways that you can get this done um, and be a lot cleaner about it is to uh, sign up with services like TuneCore, PRO, CD Baby, PRO. There's Song Trust. There's Harry Fox, but I believe Harry Fox kind of deals with just like the bigger bands. Um, and then uh, I found a company called Audium, audium.com. It's A-U-D-I-A-M.com. Um, it's actually the founder of TuneCore, Jeff Price. And, uh, so he's, I've watched lots of YouTube videos about this guy. Um, he seems very passionate about, um, bands and artists getting what they're owed. And he's, he's frustrated with the current system. It's a pretty broken system. Um, the way we get paid. So he's trying to streamline it for us. And, uh, along with CD baby and TuneCore now, and there's, like I said, song trust, these other ones, um, but uh, he's trying to streamline it, so so we just, you know, we send information. We uh, so what basically what I did was I went ahead and signed up, and this is my first time really entering this world of mechanical royalties, you know. Um, so I did some research and I decided to to go with Audium uh, because uh, some of these there, there's different reasons. Uh, each one of these services has like pluses and minuses about them. Uh, uh, for example, like TuneCore, I believe is a $75 startup fee per songwriter, but they take a smaller percentage than CD Baby does. And I'm talking about the, the publishing side of TuneCore and, and CD Baby here. Um, they'll take a smaller portion. So if your song, you know, does big things, then it'd kind of be better for you to, to, uh, maybe go with the TuneCore. And then CD Baby PRO, uh, they are doing... If you just sign up for the for the pro service, it's thirty four ninety five for a single or eighty nine bucks for an album. Um, I would rather sign up with a company once and just get the money for the songs, you know, in the future, not having to keep uh, signing up every time I release an album or a single or something like that. Song Trust is a hundred bucks per songwriter, and then it's a fifteen percent commission every every time they pay you, um, which isn't terrible. But you know, four guys in the band, it's four hundred bucks, you know. What is it worth to you? Do you feel like you're gonna um actually make some money back on your songs or your songs getting enough streams, that kind of thing? You have to consider all of these 
things and pick the service that's best for you. So that's why I decided to go with Audium. Um, they, they take 20% uh, every time they pay you, but then they'll actually they'll do 30% one time at, up front um, when, they, when they get all your retro stuff, the, all the money that's been sitting around. And I figured, you know, what the hell, I'd, I wouldn't be able to get that money otherwise, so 30%, you know, you know, whatever. And then again, it's just 20% in the future every time. Um, so check them out when you get a chance, audium.com. I'm still waiting. Uh, it takes about two to four months, um, to actually see anything. Um, but they are going through all the ISRC codes. If you don't know what ISRC codes, you can just do a quick Google search. Basically an ISRC code is, um, it's your song's identification number. So, and you use it everywhere. So, um, it's, so it's the best way to track your, your song, um, for sales or, or whatever, you know, it stays with your with your song forever, and it's no one else gets that number. It's just specifically to that one song, and that's how you keep track of everything. So I had to submit all that stuff, the publishing info, um, you know, uh, what album, what album the song was from, and we've got over a hundred songs in our catalog here that that have been released. So it took a, it took a few days to get everything together, but um, once you put in the work and then go ahead and submit, um, you just kind of sit back and wait. So I, I have yet to. Uh, see what that's going to look like. Um, I have no idea what it's going to look like, but it all helps. Um, essentially, it's money that I'm owed anyway, so you know why not, right? And once I actually see something in, in my dashboard, there, I will let you know if it's if it's that's the service you may want to pursue. But so far, it looks looks pretty good compared to the other ones. Again, this is going to be all up to you. Whatever suits you the best. Um, there are actually a lot more services that I didn't mention that are doing this as well. I think there are people that actually care about artists and want to make it easier for us to get our money. And hopefully one day it'll, it will be crystal clear, you know. But for now, um, this is the best course of action. And actually, um, a few of these uh, have some perks as well. Um, if you go check out, like, for instance, uh, TuneCore, TuneCore, you can also sign up, you know, opt in for their um, sync licensing. And sync licensing is uh, basically when you shop, you hire someone to shop your songs for TV, film, commercials, you know, whatever. Uh, and there can be some good money in that. I know in the early days, Value had a couple songs. We, we had a song in the movie Road Trip 2, uh, the Friend Zone from the Cheers album. And uh, we saw a pretty nice check from that. Um, this was, God, 2009, maybe. <laughs> uh, and then we had a couple songs from Do It For The Money in a movie called Beach Kings, um, which really wasn't a great movie, but it was pretty cool to, uh, to hear the songs in the background. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, you can hire services to do this. And part of working with TuneCore, uh, publishing, you can do you work with their sync licensing department in hopes of finding placement for one of your songs, one or more of your songs, hopefully. Um, from what I understand, though, uh, there's not that many people in that department. And, um, I mean, with the volume of people signing up for the service, um, it's it's probably not likely that they're actively pitching your songs, unless you know them personally or maybe you can reach out to them in some way um, to kind of get on top of the pile. Uh, the other issue is that it's an exclusive agreement so you can't work with any any other sync licensors to try to find placement for your songs, which I don't agree with. I think that um, 
you know, especially when, when the company may not be actively, I, I don't know this for sure. Um, but it's just hard to believe that, you know, with hundreds and thousands of submissions that, um, unless you know someone there that it's hard to believe that they're going to be pitching your song, you know, to the right people. They may take 10 or 20 at a time and throw them at somebody who, who knows. I really don't understand how that all works on that side being, being honest. Um, kind of speculating there. Uh, but I like the idea of being able to sign up with whoever I want. Um, maybe there's, maybe there are services out there that, that are non-exclusive. Uh, but if I'm going to sign an exclusive agreement, then I want to know that you're actually working for the band and, and working hard for the band. So, uh, I think just like with anything else, you need to work with people that are passionate about your music, you and your music and want to see it through and want to see it shine. So, um, again, one of the, another thing to consider. So uh, definitely do some research before you actually sign up with any of these. Um, and let me know how it goes, too. If you, if you sign up with one of these and uh, you've got some success or maybe you don't have some success, maybe it was weird or maybe it was awesome, I don't know, let me know. Like send me a tweet or something or hit me back on the gram. And uh, I'd love to know about your experience. So, yeah, in conclusion here, um, I would definitely, if, if you're a songwriter – and you write for your own band or you've got a solo project or um, you write movie scores producing beats for for hip-hop artists, whatever it is, um, if you're going to pitch songs to other artists for them to sing and perform, you need to sign up with a PRO. You've got to get BMI or ASCAP. And make sure you put in a little bit of research, set some time aside, and just see which one is right for you. I wish there was someone 20 years ago that told me about this stuff. Uh, I can't believe that. I literally just, I just started looking into this stuff just a few months back. And um, it's frustrating when you think about it, you know. Um, but what better time than now, you know, just to get on it and get the money that you're owed. Well, there you have it. Let me know what you thought of that. Um, I hope I was informative enough for you. Um, like I said, I just kind of started figuring this stuff out for myself. So I figured, you know, why not try to spread the knowledge and uh, hopefully some of you will get started right away. Don't wait, man. Don't wait. Go get your money. It's owed to you. Thanks so much for tuning in, man. Make sure you uh, follow me at Instagram and Twitter at Howie Spangler. Um, I've had uh, quite a few people hit me back and tell me what they'd like me to talk about in the future here. And I've got a, a bunch of friends and bands and in the industry that, that would love to come on and share their experiences. So I can't wait to uh, have those conversations for you. Um, again, thanks so much. Make sure you share, rate, and subscribe. And uh, catch you next time. Thank you. Yeah!